That would be desperation. <laughs> <laughs> Clip that, Tommy, again. The 21st of August, James O'Donnell, who goes after a second GA legend. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. The Lunchtime Wrap. On Off The Ball. With Energia, proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Think of the possibilities. It's Thursday, the 24th of August. This is the Lunchtime Wrap, and I'm Cameron Hill. A very good afternoon to you. We kick off with rugby today, and there are 12 changes to the Ireland team for their final World Cup warm-up game against Samoa in Bayonne on Saturday night. Ian Henderson returns to the second row to captain the side, having done so against Italy in Dublin at the start of the month. The back three consists of Jimmy O'Brien, Mac Hansen and Keith Earls, fresh from winning his 100 test cap last weekend. Robbie Henshaw and Stuart McCloskey are in midfield, while there's an all-monster halfback pairing as Jack Crowley and Connor Murray start. In the pack, Keen Healy and Finlay Bealham are selected either side of Tom Stewart, who is set for his first Ireland start. And Henderson partners Tyke Byrne in the engine room with Ryan Baird, Josh van der Fleer and Caelan Doris completing the starting 15. Speaking at a press conference this afternoon, head coach Andy Farrell also had a positive injury update on hooker Dan Sheehan. Sheehan picked up a knock during last weekend's 29-10 win over England. With fears the Leinster hooker could miss the World Cup pool stages, but Farrell told the media today that the injury is not as bad as first feared. Uh, he's good. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a, a sprain, a sprain in his uh, in, in his foot, in a ligament in his foot. Um, better to be expected. We expect him to be um, fit for for the World Cup. We'll see how he progresses over the, over the coming weeks. But as as I said, with all injuries, with all injuries, you, you see how they develop over over the period of time, don't you? So, uh, but we expect him to be fit for the World Cup. We move to football and Republic of Ireland centurion Anya O'Gorman has retired from international football. The Wicklow woman was capped 119 times, making her senior debut at the age of 16 against Denmark in 2006. Last month in Australia, she became the first active League of Ireland player to play for Ireland at a World Cup. She'll continue to play for Shamrock Rovers in the women's Premier Division. Elsewhere, Republic of Ireland international Jamie McGrath could feature for his new club Aberdeen this evening. They are away to Swedish side BK Hacken in the playoff round of the Europa League. 6pm is the start time for the first leg. Now FIFA have opened disciplinary proceedings against the Spanish Football Federation President Luis Rubiales for his behaviour at Sunday's Women's World Cup final. Rubiales kissed Spain forward Jenny Hermosa during the trophy presentation and was seen grabbing his crotch as he celebrated at the final whistle. Since then, the president has received scathing criticism worldwide, with Spain's deputy prime minister joining calls for him to resign. Football broadcaster Semra Hunter joined Joe Malloy on Wednesday's Off the Ball. She says Sunday's incident is merely the latest in a long saga of mistreatment of the Spanish women's football team by their governing body. I really hope there's justice this time around. And it's not just about the kiss, okay? I mean, there is so much history here of of the Federation really mistreating these women, as has been the case for the last year, where, for example, I'll make it very brief, the 15 players that sent an email privately to the Federation basically saying that they wanted to have better conditions within to work and they wanted something similar to what the men get offered by the Federation Mm. so they can actually start competing and winning things. Well, the Federation, for whatever reason, decided to make it public, only released part of the information, actually called them capricious little girls, were very condescending in nature. And 
So when you see this kind of behavior now, it just makes you think, what on earth have they been putting up with for the last year and beyond that? And on top of that, you have the president of the Women's Football League today coming up publicly and saying, well, now the world is seeing what we've all known about this person in private and how he behaves in private. Mm. There are other women who are coming forward now. An ex-colleague of his at AFE, which is the Federation of Spanish Footballers, she worked in the, the marketing department at the time that he was there. She's now come out and said that she also at the time formally put in a complaint against him citing that he humiliated her, he talked down to her, he said some very inappropriate comments in front of other footballers from the men's national team, big names, I won't say who they are. Things like, I wonder what color your underwear is today, or you've only turned up here to get down on your knees. So if this is the kind of man and figure that he, that he is, then he has absolutely no place being the president of the federation. And also, what a bad representation, again, of, of society. I mean, this is somebody who's going out into the world and representing, you know, 47 million people. Mm. It's, it's shameful. It's disgraceful. And like I say, that kiss was just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much else behind it. And now a lot of it's starting to come to light. You are listening to the Lunchtime Wrap on Off the Ball with Energia, proud sponsor of Irish rugby. Think of the possibilities. And it's to Gaelic Games we go next. And Dublin footballer Paul Mannion has confirmed he will play on with the county next season. The three-time All-Star returned from a self-imposed exile to help Desi Farrell's side win this year's Sam Maguire. The Kilmacud Croke star rounded off his Dublin comeback with a man-of-the-match performance in last month's final against Kerry. Mannion walked away from the dubs in 2020 following their sixth All-Ireland title win in a row. He explained that decision to Ashling O'Reilly yesterday. I, at the time, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I hadn't, I, would, I didn't foresee myself going back, but at the same time, I'd, I'd, I'd never, I'd never commit to anything for longer than a year or two, whether it's playing football or, or not playing football. I've always just said, I, I'll, I'll take it one year at a time and, and see how I feel. Um, so, yeah, I, I, at the time, I, I felt very comfortable with the decision. I didn't have any urge really to go back. And I think if, if things had been different and and uh, we were able to win one of those two All-Irelands that, that we'd missed out on over those couple of years, then, um, then I don't think... I would need to have come back maybe or, you know, I think it would be in a very different place. But uh, yeah, it, it just didn't work out that way. And um, probably the, the run we've gone on with Croaks as well kind of helps a lot because I was able to stay, um, to stay fairly sharp and active and um, not fall too far behind. And it also gave me a bit of kind of energy, I guess, motivation to to go back and, uh, and help the lads to, to try and win another. In golf, Rory McIlroy is attempting to win the FedEx Cup for the second year running this week. He begins his challenge at the Seeds and Ending Tour Championship later today. McIlroy tees off just before 7 o'clock Irish time. Following his 900 power round of 63, Finland's Sami Valimaki is the leader on day one of the Czech Masters. Shane Lowry is four under par through seven. Fellow Irishman Podrick Harrington is two under through six and level with John Murphy, who is carded 70. Brendan Boyce has finished 24th in the 35km walk at the World Athletics Championships in Budapest. Later this evening, Mark English competes in the semi-finals of the 800m and Brian Fay lines up in the heats of the 5,000m. 
In horse racing, the first of eight races at Killarney begins at 20 past four. A seven race card at Leopardstown gets underway at 4.35. And the Yorkshire Oaks is today's feature at York's Ebor meeting. That race goes to post at 3.35. And on this day in 2004, a young Jamaican sprinter came fifth in his 200 metre heat at the Olympic Games in Athens. Having turned 18 just three days before... Usain Bolt clocked a time of 21.05 seconds, failing to qualify for the quarterfinals. Four years later in Beijing, Bolt made amends by winning gold in both the 100 metres and 200 metres. His team won gold in the 4x100 metre relay, but were stripped in 2017 and after another member of the team was disqualified for doping offences. In total, Bolt claimed eight Olympic gold medals across three games and he still holds the world records in both the 100 and 200 metres. That's all for Thursday's Lunchtime Wrap. Keep up to date with the latest opinion, analysis, and much more. Become a member today at offtheball.com forward slash join. Take care. The Lunchtime Wrap. On Off The Ball. With Energia, proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Think of the possibilities.